You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. And we're from MindRobber.net to the home side of MindRobber Productions, where we talk about all the things on podcasts like this one, The Doctor's Companion, where we talk about Doctor Who, The Mind Robbers Versus, where we pick a show we love and talk about it episode by episode, currently covering Batman the Animated Series, and next week, Superman the Animated Series, uh, and then alternating until we're done with those shows. Uh, and our flagship podcast, The Mind Robbers, where we uh, where we talk about everything else. Uh, if you like our shows, please review them on iTunes. Special shout out to Hi, My Name is JR. Uh, thanks. That's a great review. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, please leave uh, leave a review as good as uh, as good as Hi, My Name is JR's review. Uh, they're helpful. They're helpful. I'll bet you his name is JR. Just, I mean... Maybe, maybe it's possible. Maybe uh, if it seems to be hinting toward that, yeah, yes, if not outrightly staying stating. <laughs> if you have questions, comments, concerns, or any other sort of cool thing you might feel like sharing, you can email those to us at podcast at And if you want to start a discussion, add it to the comments so everyone can know what you're thinking. Uh, tell 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 your friends also because that's uh, that's helpful. Uh, tell them in person. Uh, tell your internet friends. Get on. Get on. Uh, get on Facebook and uh, link to the link to the show and tell people you should listen to these guys if you like Doctor Who because it's new Who. So now this is our this this is our listener push. This is uh this is our our listener drive. That's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. If you're Stephen Moffat, get on MySpace or Bebo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be a good way to spread the word. Uh, Your Friendster account, re, re, yes. just wipe the cobwebs off, and who knows? Is Friendster maybe, even maybe on? Young... Is Friendster even a thing? I'm I'm sure it probably still is, like George R R Martin's website or that old <laughs> Space Jam movie website that's still up. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about Cold War, which is a uh, a story written by Mark Gatiss. Uh, listeners of the show in the past know our feelings on Mark Gatiss. We think he's bland. Uh, we don't particularly enjoy any of his episodes, although the one from last season was at least not terrible. Um, uh, but but for the most part, uh, they lack um any sort of uh, personality or originality or uh, panache. Anything. Panache, yes, very good. And that goes for his Sherlock episodes as well, and anything else I've ever seen from him written or listened to that he's written. Um, so we were really looking forward to this, despite the fact that it is the the introduction to the Ice Warriors into New Who. Um, but you know, it was Mark Gatiss, so we were like, eh. But last week, if you remember. We were talking about this and we said, well, maybe, you know, this has the possibility of being 
good because Mark Gatiss has been begging to do this story since uh, since since Doctor Who came back in 2005. This is like this has been his baby that he's been wanting to make forever. Um, and 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 Russell T Davies wouldn't let him do it, and then Moffat wouldn't let him do it because both of them were just like, no, the Ice Warriors are lame. That's dumb. Uh, and then finally Moffat was like, fine, whatever, shut up about it. Uh, <laughs> and, and let him, <laughs> let him do Cold War finally. And, um, honestly, if we're talking overall thoughts before we get into details, not only is this, not only is this, I think quite enjoyable, but uh, it's, it's hands down the best thing I've ever seen from Mark Gatiss. Um, he, uh, he, he dolicked the Ice Warriors, uh, which is, you know, a good way of doing things, I would say. <laughs> Wor- worked for the Daleks. Uh, <laughs> so we just talked about that episode not too long ago. We did. Uh, yeah. But uh, that's basically what he did. Uh, and uh, good on him because I think he made a really solid episode. I really do. Uh, I think it's been I – th- I think this is the strongest one back so far. Um, and he made the Ice Warriors, like, really scary. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. What did you think? No, I'm I'm kind of on the same boat. Um, this is easily my favorite since we've come back. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's perfect. I think that it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. Uh, do I want Gatus to take over the show after Moffat? It, based on this episode, still no. I don't. <laughs> I still yeah. don't want it. Um, uh, because it is a huge send up in a lot of ways. It's a send up to Ice Warrior stories. It's a send up to Base Under Siege stories. Um, I really think that the ending is massively problematic. Like it mm-hmm. kind of falls apart in the last five minutes. Um, that's well, same can be said for victory of the Daleks. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- then again, victory of the Daleks is more emblematic of problems all the way through. Um, uh, and like, but, like go watching victory of the Daleks for the second time. I didn't like it as much as I liked this the second time. Um, mm-hmm. And I definitely didn't like this as much the second time, but I still enjoyed it and definitely do stand by, yeah, this is the best since it came back. Um, mm-hmm. uh, without a doubt. Like, this is, this is, it was a lot of fun. It was exciting. It had uh, a really good guest cast. Um, but I, I, I do think it did fall apart in the last five minutes. And that really did hurt my enjoyment of it because I was watching this and I was like, you're all right, Mark Gatiss. You're right. And then I got to uh, basically from when. Well, I'll, I'll get to it in spoilers. It just fell apart for me, and I was just like, mm, mm, the gate is, this gate is shines through. The gate is shines through. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's I mean, that's just that's just like that's a criticism uh, because I demand so much, and this was doing so well all through. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was really clever. Really great use of the ice warriors. Really, I was really impressed by it. Honestly, mm-hmm. like just the ice warriors and everything. Um, and I think I haven't liked the ice warriors this much since. Golly, since I since before I saw them, <laughs> <laughs> I I think too. Uh, uh, I guess like just the idea of like you know having the uh, having the gall to take an ice warrior out of their armor, which is a thing that's never been done before, mm-hmm. um, is kind of impressive. Yes, because that's that's not a thing. Because I could see like classic Who fans being like, "Boo!" <laughs> um, because it's never happened before. So why can it ever happen? Like, yeah. you can't do that. You know. Yeah. Um, but good on them. Good on them. 
yeah. basically they 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 made uh, Alien in a submarine. They did, and it was really really enjoyable and wonderful. Um, yeah, like just just really really strong. Like this is this is probably my second favorite of this season. Well. Did I like the snowmen more? Maybe. I don't know. Um, but I am very positive about this. I have a lot of criticism, but, you know, I am very positive. This is probably my second or third favorite of this series overall, Series 7. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know what? I never thought I'd say about a Gatiss episode. So good on you, Mark Gatiss. Like, good on no you. No kidding. Good on And he's still got one more, and now I'm not dreading it. Yeah, because at least – because if – I don't know. I, I'm interested because it's called the Crimson Horror, and if it's anything as close to what that seems to promise, then I'll be – more than fine. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, before we start talking details, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, where you can purchase any paperback, hardcover, omnibus, or absolute edition of 35 to 45% off, plus new release specials of 50% off every week. And remember, all the orders over $50 get free shipping. Uh, so uh, pack it full of Omniboo. And uh, thanks to InStockTrades.com. Lots of uh, lots of Doctor Who comics coming out from IDW practically every week. Um, like that 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 whole line of Doctor Who comics from IDW is just expanding constantly. So uh, go uh, go go check it out. Go check it out. Lots of lots of good stuff. Um, InStockTrades.com. Yeah. All right. So uh, going into spoilery territory with with Cold War, um, I. I, I really like the design of 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 the ice warriors yes. um, uh, in this, uh, and I love what they did with the voice. Yes, yeah, like it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, that's so smart to separate out the hissing with uh, from the actual speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, such a such a brilliant. Move. Yeah, you can tell that you can um, tell that the ice warriors were um, this redesign takes Darth Vader into mind, you know, like a weird, yeah. a weird way. Um, yeah. which, which I think is really clever. And it, it's one of those things where uh, the Ice Warriors look really good in black and white, um, or at least as good as 60s Doctor Who would do. But when they brought them into the Pertwee into color, it didn't work as well. And there's more texture to them here. There's more mm-hmm. – uh, it's just it's just a cleaner design, d- designed on functionality rather than style. Because um, you buy that this is an armored – Dude, everything is flush in a way that doesn't mm-hmm. look like there are moving pieces to the costume, which is really, really smart on their part. Absolutely. And, and yes, the hissing. Like, because I was, I was fully expecting to just be like, "All right, let's just, let's just, let's just try and get through this, buddy. Keep, keep talking." But you know, I never, I never found myself rolling my eyes at the speech or being bored or mm-hmm. any of the problems that I usually have with the Ice Warriors. So. Hmm. Hmm. No, it's uh, this is definitely the best thing Mark Gaze has ever done. Um, so, so what? What's what exactly? I mean, not to say that I don't agree with you, but what? What exactly about the last five minutes? Um, well, I like where they get in the last five minutes, where they have this mutually assured destruction between the Doctor and the Ice Warrior, and then Clara, Clara as a character is like, you know, you don't blow up the world because you have children. Is the idea of it? Um, mm-hmm. uh, I like that. The problem is like once I, I basically kind of lose it once the ice warrior ship shows up, um, all the way to the end because the ice warrior ship feels contrived. It feels like a, it feels like a trap door to get them out of the episode. Um, uh, mm-hmm. uh I, I think that I don't, I don't know why, uh, Scar, Skaldak doesn't 
blow up the world. I mean, I it's, it's like it's like I don't want him to, so I guess I won't. But like you know, they they kind of tie it into Hungry Like the Wolf, which was kind of a nice thing, but it wasn't played well enough, <laughs> um, which made it feel like a first draft idea. And then I really just hated the TARDIS disappearance because it's just like. It just it was it was really dumb. Like it was one of those really weird punchlines that the that you know Gatiss comes up with, where it's like, okay, well, why don't you get all the people off the submarine by using the TARDIS? Uh, because the TARDIS disappeared. Well, why did the TARDIS disappear? It's like because it came under fire, and I just kind of randomly did that for this episode, and it's kind of at the South Pole now, which is kind of a big inconvenience for me. Uh, so can you get us? Like I just I hated the Scooby Doo of it all at the at the yeah. end. Um, yeah. I think that's fair. I think uh, I think the biggest problem with the with the uh, Ice Warrior ship showing up at the end is that it makes the Ice Warrior that we've been following this whole episode. It's sort of like it just makes him seem really impatient. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he he's just like, oh, they're not coming. They're not coming. I'm like, dude, you just turned on your thing. Let them get halfway across the galaxy. Like- <laughs> Mars is really far away. Like <laughs> Mars is, Mars is pretty far. You know how long it would take us to get to Mars? Like three months. Right. Well, but, 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 but like it's been 5,000 years. So I guess like you would think that. I mean, it just it, – it makes me ask a lot of questions about Ice Warrior technology and why haven't they uh, – why haven't they gotten any better in 5,000 years? Because <laughs> if he's expecting them to be there almost instantly and he's from 5,000 years ago, like what happened to their technology that it took them that long? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Upgrades, guys, every once in a while. Yeah. At least once every 5,000 years. Uh, things we learned from Star Trek. Please upgrade your technology. Uh, or Star Wars. <laughs> sorry, Star Wars. Um, Star Wars, yeah, sorry, yes. sorry, sorry, sorry. Whatever. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, and it and it didn't really work for me that, like, Skaldek disarmed the nukes from the, from the ship, that there was no closure mm-hmm. on his character. Like, he's just like, they have arrived. Beam up. And it's like, okay, I, I, I guess, but... It didn't. It just well. The ship disarm. The the disarming from the ship didn't bother me so much because they said it was sonic technology, sure. which we've. You kind of just have to accept the science of Doctor Who, which is that sonic technology can literally do anything, sure. except things involving wood. Maybe um, sometimes. <laughs> maybe yeah, sometimes. Uh, so so like I that one that was just like okay, well that's it's silly that it can make the keys tur- the key things turn, but whatever that's Doctor Who that's well established that yeah sonic technology can do whatever um so I kind of just went with that, but the I don't know like the idea of of like that last is he gonna do it or not beat was the one that I was like, mm, come on, yeah. Yeah, and it's also like I I feel like we'd already I feel like we'd already established enough that like Clara had convinced him that no, you're right, we don't kill just because just because we're at war doesn't mean we need to go around killing children. Like that's that's good enough for me. Like like if he had just been like, yes, you're right, and then he just left and Mm -hmm. then left, and that and there there was no like extra beat. I think I I think I would have. Yeah, I mean, my problem is that it's 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 very time lash light, and that's that's a that's that sounds like a slam more than it is, um, because like you know, time lash they solve they blow up the the bomb, and and then all of a sudden they're like, well, the day is saved, and then the Borad shows up, and you're like, oh right, we have mm-hmm. to pad this out for another five minutes. That's what that felt like to me that that last mm-hmm. beat, because if you look at it, this episode clocked in at 
what, 40 minutes and 30 seconds or something? Like it was, it was very short. Um, and that's not a, that's not bad. I don't, I don't mind a bit of a shorter episode. Um, but it, it just tells you that they were running light on content. Um, which is fine. I don't want an extra five minutes of base under siege. Um, but you know, it, it did tell me that, you know, it did feel very tacked on and very much like, well, we're not out of the woods yet. And it's like, no, no, no. The ice warrior showed up. This guy's like, Oh, I guess we're okay. We're out of the woods. Like you don't need to, you know, you don't need, you don't need mm-hmm. to do that. Um, but it's interesting. It's interesting that you brought up the Dalek comment because I was watching this the first time and I was like, Oh my gosh, it is totally like Dalek. And not just because it's a lone ice warrior in a ship. I feel like, this is Gatus trying to channel Shearman in a lot of ways because oh, yeah. it is trying to trying to reimagine the Ice Warriors in a lot of ways. Um, and 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 you know there is the there is the similarity of you know the shell opening up and there being some weird gooky inside. But it did it did really feel like Dalek um, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, just just in terms of like plot mechanics which was which was which is fine i don't mind them i don't mind doctor who aping its own style to get something good but you know it happens um uh let's talk about david warner and liam cunningham liam Liam cunningham first uh i love him on game of thrones i really like him here and he he, he's good i like him um Mm -hmm. he's he's a delight uh but david Mm -hmm. fracking warner um yeah i i i love him uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I think my my biggest issue with him here is I never in a million years will I believe he's Russian. Never in a million <laughs> years, um, because there's nothing about him that looks Russian at all. Uh, so that's that's my one complaint about his use here. But uh, I loved him. I loved his character, um, like how he listens to like eighties pop music. It's hysterical. <laughs> Um, I, I, I love all Do that. Soundvox break up? Do they stay together? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Amazing. Any, anything he wants, anytime he wants to be in anything works for me. Just totally, totally works mm-hmm. for me. And like, he also had what I considered to be the best scene in this, which was the moment where Clara's kind of losing it and he's talking her down to keep her distracted. Um, which I think is also mm-hmm. the sound, the sound box thing. And then the, and the ice war and then skull deck attacks. But, but like that moment was really just like, Oh, right. I haven't gotten a moment where we just kind of slow down and just deal with our characters being human beings for a while. Um, I mean, we kind of got it last week when Clara was talking to Mary behind the TARDIS, but like this felt like a little bit more organic than that did. Um, this just felt like two people stuck in a tense situation and trying to talk themselves down. Um, which mm-hmm. this show needs to do more, just in general. Um, and mm-hmm. I loved, I love that scene. Like I just, I love that scene. And then of course mm-hmm. he sings "Hungry Like the Wolf." Um. <laughs> One thing I did not like, however, was the lieutenant character. Yes. Um, and the and just the general military knows best ish of it all. Like yes. I, I just, I hate that. I, I, I hate that in military stories in general. Like. Obviously, you don't know what's going on, but you're not going to admit that. And instead, you're going to accuse the person who obviously does know mm-hmm. what's going on as a spy. Like, I, I just dumb, dumb. Like, not only like he's just like, obviously, they're spies. Yes, obviously, because they're getting so much <laughs> spy work done. There's so many things that they know now. So much intelligence they've <laughs> gathered. Like, really? Come on. 
Yeah. And it's is, dumb. Is it just me? So did it feel like was was he killed or because watching it twice, it feels like he was like a big force at the beginning, and then they just kind of dropped him like he was hot, like. And I and I don't know if that was like a yeah. script thing, like if if Gatiss had this whole thing going on with 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 that character and. Wait, didn't he get killed? See, the I ice warrior grabbed his face, warrior, and then right? there was another scene where he grabbed his face, and then I thought the ice warrior let him go, but I guess not. Um, hmm. No, I don't think so. Because I don't think he ever let him go. Like, there was the two scenes with him. There was the scene where he grabs his face, and then the scene where he's still right. grabbing it, holding his face. Uh, and then and then he was, like, trying to uh, convince him to align with him. And then the Ice Warrior was like, uh, no, I don't align <laughs> with douchebags. And then <laughs> and then he got, like, a scary look on his face, and yes. then we cut away because this is a kid's show. Uh, which is which – is, um, which is fine. So I just, I, I think it was I, weird I think because um, the storytelling in this episode is actually really good compared to last week. Um, Douglas McKinnon is a great director uh, mm-hmm. and and tells you that the power of three was all mm-hmm. a writing problem. Um, uh, and McKinnon is really good at doing the tensity and all that sort of thing. And looking at it, like it, it's just it just looks to me like you know it just was a, a lapse script or directing problem where it just wasn't clear what happened to him, especially because he was given so much play at the beginning. And he was there because, like, Gatiss is doing a send-up to base under siege stories. Um, you know, there's, it's a submarine under siege by an ice warrior, um, uh, which is how the ice warriors were mm-hmm. created and used the first two times that they were around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just it just felt weird to me that uh, he was given so much play early on and then he's, like, you know, uh, dispatched halfway through with next to no fanfare. Um, and by, and by next note, I mean none. There yeah. is, it, it, it's unclear to me. Having watched twice, it's shockingly unclear. Yeah, I, the thing too that I like about this is you could literally just like, you could just remove Matt Smith and cut and paste, uh, Patrick yeah. Trout into have- this and lose nothing. <laughs> like it's, yeah. It's you'd have, you'd have to pat Trout it out by four episodes, incredible. but yes, um, <laughs> Because, 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 because <laughs> it's enough. funny and it's like, and it's like, oh no, base under siege works for about 45 minutes and then it just becomes a drag. Um, <laughs> because that season five is not mm-hmm. good. Uh, 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 the one other thing that I'll mention just as I think this is my one last like uh, quibble. Uh, aren't you not supposed to fire guns on a submarine? Like that just seems really foolish to me. Like why, why would you? Why mm-hmm. would you do that? Like, I love David Warner getting the cool six shooter sequence, but uh, maybe don't fire guns on a submarine. Maybe just don't do it. It sounds like a really great idea for me. <laughs> maybe I'm uh, wrong. I, I've not done submarine and maybe. No, I think you're right. I think it's because I think it's for a couple of reasons. Like either like because one only one of two things is going to happen. Well, one of three things. Either you're going to hit your target, which is <laughs> good. Good on you. Um, you did what you're supposed to probably good. what you're, yeah, which, well, yeah, what you're wanting to do. Yes, or uh, you're going to miss your target, and the bullet is going to hit the hit the, hit the wall and bounce off of it and bounce and possibly bounce and then you, hit somebody else. Which um, bad bad notion. Possibly yourself. Yes, or. You're going to miss your target, and it's going to hit the wall, go through it, and then you've got a whole other problem because you are underwater. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that's generally there's like yeah the negative definitely outweighs the positive. Yeah. It just it just raises the question: the Why are there even guns on a submarine? Why are you carrying guns on a submarine? I don't understand. Like I just <laughs> be- I, I guess be- so you have them when you, you don't get need off. To carry I guess? around like that. Well, I guess they're carrying around because the ice is around. But you know, uh, if, if I go on a submarine and I see someone with a gun strapped like on the command deck with a gun strapped to their 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 their, uh, their their hip. I mean, regardless of whether I like guns or not, I'd probably be like, mm, buddy, eh, maybe a bad move. Maybe a bad move right now because <laughs> we're on a we're... yeah knives. Not knives. Knife, yeah, which knife is, fights. Which is, I'll be honest. Allowed on way more rate. naval. Way more naval. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. there's that. Um, yeah. uh, a couple <laughs> things about the production I really like. Again, Douglas McKinnon I thought was really, 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 really good. Um, his like just looking at the way that he mm-hmm. cut his footage together was really great. Like you know, you cut from Matt Smith looking at a monitor to the monitor to Clara to the Ice Warrior in in wide angle so that you can't see that the Ice Warrior is not in the suit, which was really clever. To just like everything about it was just really mm-hmm. expertly crafted to, to maximize tension. And of course, um, the use of water, which is uh, for those who don't know, ridiculously expensive. Um, Water is an impossibly expensive thing that you mm. never get to see on on TV. And if you think that I'm wrong, see how many television shows use tele- use water on a regular basis. The answer is not many because you know water creates continuity problems. It's it's a mess. You have to keep it all straight. Um, people take a while to dry off. Hair doesn't dry very well, which I love that Clara's hair is wet in this. Um, but that use of water was just a really great touch um, mm-hmm. that really just in- in- enhanced the effect of everything. Um, and I and I kind of love it. I don't know if you noticed, but it was it was it's uh, water. Once I realized that water is expensive, it's something that I always notice. So I apologize for being an aquaphile right now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Good stuff. Also, also, okay, fine. One more. Uh, yeah, yeah. The guy just unilaterally blowtorching the ice warrior out of that ice block. Uh, maybe not the best move. Maybe not the best move. I liked it though because I was just like, well, I uh, I like it because uh, being a fan of horror films, I always <laughs> like that it's always the idiot that causes the problems for everyone. Yes, it's always the moron's fault, uh, and so uh, yes. good on him yeah, for being uh, an idiot. I mean, I, I can't really complain because without it, we'd have no story. Yeah. But uh, it was just like it was just like he's just like we're supposed to wait till Moscow. Yeah. F that. I'm gonna free you, and then he dies. Um, the one other thing that I will mention that I didn't like, yeah. um, just because it felt like a wasted opportunity, especially for a guy who's so fascinated in bringing back the Ice Warriors, is uh, Ice Warrior didn't shoot anyone, which sounds like a quibble, and I know that sounds like a like a hypocritical thing from uh from the guy who says that uh Superman Returns is not a flawed movie because Superman doesn't throw a punch. Um. If there's problems with it, it's not that. That's not the problem with it. Um, uh, the Ice Warrior, like the Ice Warrior gun effect, was something that I was really looking forward to seeing, and they didn't give it to me. And I was like, nah, fanboy anger, because uh, <laughs> I wanted to see someone get their inside scrambled. You remember? It's good stuff. Good stuff. And I think uh, I think it's safe to say the Ice Warriors will probably be back um, on a grander scale sometime soon. You, you know. We always say that based on like something where it's like, oh, that's what this means. Like Victor the Daleks, the Daleks are going to be back on a grander scale, and they never really are. So who knows? Maybe, hopefully, 
I'm down with more Ice Warriors now. Well, more than but I've the difference, ever been. but the difference between those two things is that no one liked Victory of the Daleks, um, <laughs> or or the uh, Dalek redesigns. Everyone just made fun of it, and it seems like across the board, Gold Cold War is getting pretty good reviews. So yeah. uh, I could see them coming back. That's why I say that. I would have never said that about Victory of the Daleks. Um, other than it seemed like they were setting up for them coming back, but knowing what knowing what I know now about that, no, there was no way because no one liked it, <laughs> and everyone made fun of them. They called them idolics. <laughs> Dumb. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I'm down for the Ice Warriors to come back. Um, and I love. Oh, the other thing I really love is that Mark Gatiss covers his continuity ass by um by saying the Doctor just goes, "I've never seen this before," and he's like, "Ha! No other story can do this." Like, retroactively. Like, Big Finish can knock him in and just be like, no, that Ice Warrior got out of its uh, got out of its armor. Nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, yeah. Because, because now, or no novels, and now Gatiss being the first one to pop the Ice Warrior out, he gets to be that person, and no one can do it um, moving backwards, which yeah. is really interesting. Yeah. And smart. Shrewd move. But I like it. Good <laughs> on you. Good on you, Mark Gatiss. Good on you. Yeah. Oh, and Matt Smith was really good in this. Oh, um, yes. That, that, that is good to note. I also, I think, um, weirdly enough, uh, Matt Smith was good in this, but something I was noticing watching this, and I, I feel like I really got a sense for who Mark, what, what Mark, Mark Gatiss's vision for the doctor is like, if he took over the show and had his, and was writing his own doctor from scratch, this was the first time that I ever really got a sense of what that would be like. Mm. Um, which is, uh, interesting. Yeah. And not, not worth not exploring. I mm-hmm. think um, uh, Gatus is my problem with Gatus is that Gatus is just too throwbacky for me. I don't want to see him constantly nostalgizing the past. That's not that's just not interesting. I'd rather see Doctor Who moving forward. But you're right. His doctor is something that, you know, I really feel like Gatus is at a point with Moffat that Moffat's just like, I don't need to rewrite you that much. So just go mm-hmm. do your thing. And you're right. It did feel like a different doctor than what we've been getting lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the way that Eccleston and Dalek felt like a different doctor than we'd gotten for the previous five episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and not in a bad way. No, not in a bad way. Um, consistent. And I like, you know, I like Matt Smith's doctor being a little bit angrier, a little bit more uh, engaged, I suppose, and a little less frolicky. Too much frolicking mm-hmm. in the Matt Smith right now. And this is less of the frolic. Um, and the mm-hmm. one part that I didn't like of him was the Viva Las Vegas bit at the beginning, which felt like complete Stephen Moffat to me. Um, and whereas everything else felt like Gatiss and something that would be interesting to me moving forward. So mm-hmm. we know that he can write the doctor. Good for him. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's that. Uh, yeah. uh, also, oh, well, one, one small minor thing. I'd never realized how much, uh, <laughs> I'd never realized how much uh, Jenna Louise Coleman looked Russian until this episode? <laughs> yeah, she she has a she has a very Eastern European look to her. Yeah, she does. Which is I was like, oh, you uh, you fit right in, don't you? Look at that. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and now yeah. this also means that we're mostly out of the woods because there's not a single episode that I'm not looking forward to next. Oh well, I guess we'll talk about that in a second, uh, real quick. 
Oh, I'll just mention before we move on, and I can talk about the thing I'm talking about. I'll just do it. Who cares? Uh, before we move on, let's remind you that today's episode is brought to you by DCBService.com. DCBS is the site that lets you order, pre-order all your monthly comic books, statues, action figures, anything you can get from a local comic book shop. You place your orders two to three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off regular discounts of 40% off. Ship as often as you like. Orders as large or small as you like, and you pay only six ninety five flat rate shipping. Uh, so ship rarely. Ship one price. Get giant box of comics makes sense and thanks to dcbservice.com because they're great next week hide or at least what i'm considering to be called hide because i've heard that some people are like it's not pronounced like that and i'm like okay so this like a kind of kind of situation works works for me so we'll see um if that was the if that's the case then i won't hate that title anymore (laughs) because guys i really hate that title (laughs) maybe it's maybe it's he day or something i don't know yeah that would be better actually Hmm. um but that I would I like that I I like that as a throwback to Kinda yeah. actually yeah well yes because I'll be honest hated that title too until I found out what it was, how it was pronounced <laughs> and I was like kinda what, <laughs> what kind of Doctor Who title yeah. is that and me I saw I saw the title kinda and I was like you know what I need to see that episode as soon as possible <laughs> and then it was like Kinda and I was like I don't know if I like it I'm gonna call it kinda anyways and now I just call it Kinda because. Uh, Kinda is great, but and that's the difference between you and me. <laughs> I love, I love a, I love a sexy Doctor Who title, and not in a Stephen Moffat sexy way. Let's go, Hitler! Mm-hmm. Thumbs down. Um, way but down. I've seen, but I've seen the trailer to hide like three times, I think, and whew, I, I cannot wait for this one at all. Yeah. This, yeah. As soon as I saw that it was Ghost Hunters, I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, yes. Ghost Hunters in like a in like a haunted mansion just gave me flashbacks to Ghostlight, and I was just like, I was just like, oh, oh yeah. this is the this is like what I'm more interested from Neil Cross because you know, like we talked about last week, Neil Cross. Mm-hmm. If if this is his first Doctor Who story, then this comes to the point where it's like, okay, Neil Cross, if you could do one Doctor Who story, what Doctor Who story would you do? And he does something about Ghost Hunters, mm-hmm. and I'm in a in a haunted mansion with like with like a gothic sort of like 60s vibe and I just cannot uh-huh. wait. I cannot wait for it. Uh-huh. Um, God, it looks it looks so good. Watch it be the worst story I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it won't way be. to drop the ball. <laughs> Neil Cross, you were handed it on a silver platter. They even made it look good in the trailer. How'd you mess this one up? Uh. <laughs> uh, so join us next week where we may be very angry. Yeah, for um, day. He day, he day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the meantime, you can uh, you can you can follow us on Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash Scott Corelli. Also, twitter 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 slash Scott Commentary, where I live tweet things from time to time, not nearly as often or as frequently <laughs> in 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 a single day as uh, as Matt does. Um, on I'm, his, I'm sorry. Oh, it's lovely. Um, and anyone who stops following you is silly for doing so. Uh, also, uh, email the show, podcast at mindrobber.net. Check out our other podcasts, uh, the Mind Robbers versus Batman the Animated Series and the Mind Robbers versus Superman the Animated Series, which you can find on, on the website or on iTunes as just the Mind Robbers versus because the shows will change, but the podcast will stay the same. Uh and then, it's a good uh, tagline. Then, I like that. And then also, um, uh, the Mind Robbers, our flagship podcast. 
where uh, we are uh, approaching our 50th episode uh, very soon. So if that's a show that you sort of go in and out of, depending on content that we may be talking about, um, but you do listen and you have a question that you might want to send in for our 50th episode, cause, which is going to be a mailbag episode of sorts, uh, make sure that you send those to podcast at mindrobber.net and put in the subject line that it's a 50th anniversary question. We will thing. answer anything. Yes, um, uh, as as is as as is uh, going to be proved by our most recent email, <laughs> um, and uh, uh, yeah, so do that. Um, we're going to be in uh, Chicago in a couple of weeks in person, which is only the second time that's happened in, for us in our lives, um, and uh, very exciting. Very yes, exciting. Very. Uh, so, so you're going to want to listen to the Mind Robbers, but also, uh, what what episode is that going to end up being? Journey into the center of the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to do that live too. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be in person for that episode, which is going to be strange. Hopefully, it's good. Stephen Thompson, don't let me down. Don't yeah. let me down. I, I have I have, I have really high hopes. Ditto. To yeah, they, thanks to like it's amazing what writing the best episode of Sherlock ever. Uh, by a mile can do for making up for two really bad episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah. So lots of things. Lots of things. Uh. Make sure you're following us on all of our other podcasts and whatnot. Uh. Matt, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Twitter.com/slash Gungan, and also my alternate Twitter account, Twitter.com/slash GD Commentary. Where look, okay. Sometimes <laughs> I tweet two hundred times in a day. I'm sorry. I try <laughs> to not. give back. I try to make it entertaining. I try to point out that Misha Barton is a kill and is an insane killer robot. <laughs> but you know, some sometimes it doesn't work. I apologize. You just get it always on, works. It always works. You just I just get on a tear and then I don't want to stop. Um, it's so good. Thank you. Uh, I try to I try to be entertaining. So follow me there. Uh, uh, I, I I try to make it entertaining, even if you don't watch the show. That's what I try to do, which usually ends up me just doing like a a five word setup to a twenty word punchline. Is basically mm. the s- <laughs> how I how I how I break it down, which I realized very recently. Where I'm just like, mm, that's uh, that's every tweet I do. Uh, but yeah, that's where I live tweet Smash the OC season three and anything else that tickles my fancy. I would have live tweeted Cruel Intentions, but um, uh, I just uh, I, I worked. You done enough. Yesterday. I, I did enough, and uh, I'm going to talk about it on the mind drawers this week. So whatever. Um, okay. But yeah, good stuff. And next week we will be back for uh for uh uh id e hot. Hide or hide or <laughs> id e. Hide. Hide. All right. ID. So I. ID. We'll be we'll be back we'll we'll be back next week for the the episode with the title that is spelled like hide. <laughs> all right. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>